Uh, hi guys, uh, my name is Brian Schock um, and I am the, um, I'm now the CEO of a digital company uh, called, uh, called Different. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit today uh, about data into digital. Um, and for me, without data, you know, there is no transformation. Um, and, and Caroline's right. Um, it's actually, it's a rarity for me, if I'm honest, to still have a working relationship with a boss of mine a number of years on, or even a brief period on. Uh, so I've spent 20 years uh, working as an interim, and the organisations that I have always worked in uh, have tended to be turnaround uh, for varying reasons. Um, whether that be, you know, people, process, or technology. Uh, and Caroline was referring to Central Bedfordshire, that was the organisation. Um, and she's absolutely right, it was my first uh, CIO role. Um, and she had sold it slightly better than she mentioned on the stage. But I'm not holding that against her. So over the last 20 years I've done a whole heap of transformation work. But it all starts with understanding the data. Um, and I'm going to talk to you guys today um, about a client that I worked for uh, probably five years ago. And it isn't that tragedy follows me around, but there's a bit of a story that happened at this place as well, within a couple of weeks of me joining. Uh, totally unrelated, but um, when, I, when I took on the, uh, the CTO role for Nursing Midwifery Council, so these guys are the health regulators in the UK. And every midwife and every nurse has to be regulated and has to go through that process. So um, as I arrived at the NMC, it was, we want a, an all bells and whistles. We need a full digital transformation. Uh, and I said, that's lovely. You know, let's have a little look at what you've got going on uh, and then we'll make a plan around that. And lo and behold, there was, um, there was a bit of excitement in the first 10 days at, uh, at NMC as well. So you, some, of the guys, some of you guys in the room may remember that there was a big fire in Holborn going back probably five years ago. And it affected a lot of data centres. Um, and NMC's view was, we've got to transform overnight. We need to totally change the customer journey. We need to digitise absolutely everything. And as I arrive, of course the fire is kicking off, not literally, as I arrive. Um, and I said, you know, we are actually going to struggle to recover the systems because there was no DR in place. This information is all in the public domain. So, you know, we had to go through um, a fundamental process of understanding the client and where they were before we could kick that transformation off. And I think that, you know, I want to reiterate that without data, there cannot be a transformation. So 20 years of being in interim, I go into organisations and I need to create situational awareness. And I need to create it really quickly as an interim uh, to get a picture <coughs> of what's going on and how we're going to take them on this journey. Uh, and I'm going to share with you a couple of minute video um, talking about how I create situational awareness uh, using something called the Wardley Mapping. 
I can't play chess, but I've developed a plan which will enable me to win any chess game I play. And it's all down to this guy, Garry Kasparov, arguably the greatest chess player of all time. What I've done is analyzed every one of his moves from every one of his chess matches. Think about it. If these moves came together to make him the world number one, it stands to reason that they must be the best chess moves there are. So by duplicating those moves in any game, I'll also duplicate his success, right? What could go wrong? Except, well, everything. Every one of his moves was based on his situational awareness of the game he was playing. The location of the pieces on the board, his and his opponent's strategies, these informed the moves he made. These moves are all context-specific, so blindly copying them and applying them in an entirely different context is bound to fail. So why then do we do exactly that in the business world? Just like Kasparov, these successful companies made their decisions based on situational awareness, a thorough understanding of their industry and position within it. So to emulate their success, we don't need a list of the moves they made. We need to develop our own capacity for situational awareness, a top-down view of our board. To do that, we're going to need a map. Many strategic frameworks already exist to meet this need. But while some of these make a good start, they can also be limited. Enter business strategist Simon Wardley, who developed Wardley mapping while he was a CEO, allowing him to make easy and insightful observations about his company at both a high and low level. To give you an example of how Wardley mapping works, let's look at how a company is structured. Take Uber. What does Uber need to operate? Drivers, who need cars which need roads and fuel. It needs an app. The app's going to run on a phone, so that's important. The phone needs power, a cell network, internet connectivity. It needs GPS, which needs satellites. Satellites need rockets. Rockets need fuel. Now, sure, talking about rocket fuel in relation to Uber might seem a bit bizarre. But this level of detail is the whole point. Without rocket fuel, we've got no rocket, satellite, or GPS. And without those, we're going nowhere. So rocket fuel goes on the map. Next, we rate all these elements by how visible their value is. Take rocket fuel. Obviously, it's valuable, but it certainly doesn't spring to mind when we think about Uber. So clearly, that value isn't very visible. The app, however, is the most visible part of the whole system, so its value is obvious. And we go on like this until we've laid out how every essential component of the business is interconnected. This is definitely useful, but it's not really giving us the situational awareness we need to think four moves ahead. And to gain that insight, we need to think about the evolution of technology, which Simon Wardley says can be divided into four stages. Genesis, the birth of the idea. Custom built, bespoke for your needs. Product, you can buy it off the shelf. Commodity, it's now one of life's essentials. So now we need to place each element of our business onto a timeline. Let's start at the bottom. Electricity is easy, it's everywhere. So clearly a commodity. How about satellites? Essential, but not exactly available on Amazon Prime. Phones and GPS are both extremely common, so they'll be in the same neighborhood. The Uber app, however, is a great example of something that's still early in its evolution. So we'll put that pretty far to the left, between Genesis and Custom Built. As we flesh this out, you can see the structure of Uber's business taking shape. And very quickly, it becomes easy to make some observations. The items in the top left of your map are where you invest. These are the most innovative elements of your business with the most value to your customer. The Uber app binds all the components on the map into a simple user-friendly experience. 
press a button and get where you need to go. But take a look at the bottom right of our map. Here, exactly the opposite is true. Electricity, while essential to running their business, clearly doesn't require any additional investment. And while that might seem obvious in this example, it's a mistake that many companies do make, investing in areas which will bring no additional value to their customers without even realizing it. So as we populate the map with more components, we can clearly see divisions between these extremes. We don't even need to know what these components represent. We simply understand that those on the right are best to outsource, those in the middle are best to buy, and those on the left are best to build. We are also able to observe that over time, all the elements on the map will naturally move to the right. Their speeds will vary, but as each technology evolves, it becomes more common, better understood, and more easily sourced. As that happens, there's the potential for new elements to appear on the left-hand side. Right now, the Uber app is the most innovative and valuable component on the map. But if we look at similar point-to-point -point transport companies, they're doing the same thing. As this capability becomes more common, new ideas will prosper. Concepts like Uber Eats, Amazon Fresh, and QuickUp, which only a few years ago would have been inconceivable, become a reality. Because this is how innovation works. Not by controlling the market, but by building on the innovations that have come before. The best way to predict the future is to build it. Kasparov demonstrated that it's possible to consistently stay ahead in a complex environment. And there's no reason that you can't do the same by knowing the components of your business and using situational awareness to understand how they'll evolve. So what I've, um, what I've shown here actually is the Wardley map for uh, NMC. And this is a map that, um, that looks at uh, the IT systems, but we use the same model across data. We use the same model uh, to understand the different skill sets across the organization. Uh, and it's a framework that I've used extensively to build up a picture uh, in a very short period of time to kickstart a transformation. I'm not going to uh, take you through that, but uh, uh, you know, if you want to grab me after, feel free. So, understanding the data from an NMC perspective. Uh, so we had 800,000 nurses and midwives at the NMC, uh, and that the role of a health regulator is to make sure that everybody is following the code and they're doing their job in the way that they should be. And if somebody doesn't do their job, they will take them through a fitness to practice. They will manage that process. So understanding the data at NMC, meant uh, we were looking at data across all four countries from a UK perspective. And if you bear in mind, I was met with the ambition of transform overnight. Um, I'll explain some of, the, um, some of the steps we actually went through to take them on this journey. We rolled out Postman Pat. No, I'm joking, we didn't. Um, what, we, what I found when I started looking at the data for NMC was they actually posted letters out to registrants. So, um, you know, this was probably five years ago now, but their way of engaging with the 800,000 members was to post the letter out. Now, I'm not knocking the postal service, but if you're looking for two-way interaction, and understanding more about your customers, it's not ideal. 
uh, not to mention wildly expensive. So the cost at that time was 56 pence for a second class tent. You've got 800,000 people and you're probably sending three or four of these out a year. You don't know if they're arriving um, and you know it's just not allowed that communication. So I obviously suggested that we may want to look at engaging with their workforce in a slightly different way. So one of the first initiatives we kicked off was actually building out a very basic digital service that would allow two-way communication. It allowed us to check that you know the nurse or the midwife was actually receiving the information and interact back with the organisation. But it also allowed us to start to build up uh, a better understanding of the segmentation of, of the users, the age demographic, the location, uh, and start to ask them how they wanted to engage with the organisation. So uh, revalidation is the process that you go through on an annual basis to confirm that your training is where it needs to be uh, and that you can continue to provide nursing midwifery services. So we built out a digital service. So obviously there's a huge cost saving around this, but also a big uptake in engagement. Another example of, of understanding the data at Nursing Midwifery Council, um, it actually meant that as we understood the different data sets, we understood where the spend profile of the organisation was. So, 70% uh, of registrants' fees were sitting in one part of the business. And they were sitting there because the fitness to practice part of the entire uh, business process was so expensive because it was so elongated um, and they didn't have upfront the ability to expedite some of these cases. So again, understanding more about the data, the people and the processes allowed us to work with NMC and build out a new operating model. Uh, and a subset of that was, uh, was a reduction in spend in this area, but also a much improved business process and ultimately a uh, much improved process for nurses and midwives going through the FTP. I could talk for hours about target operating models, the complexity, I've tried to keep it straightforward, that's not the, the aim of this point, um, but it's more about the fact, you know, you've got your people, your process and tech, but if you don't understand the data that sits at the heart of that, you're building a nice pretty org structure, you might be taking your people on a journey, uh, and you might be improving your processes, but to coin a, an old school phase, phrase, it's kind of shit in and shit out. That data needs to be understood and it needs to be improved. So um, just in rounding up, this is where I started, but you know, without data, there, there cannot be a, a transformation. No worries.